You're listening to the Overeaters Anonymous Mid-Peninsula Podcast. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. For more information, please visit oamidpeninsula.org. Hey, uh, I'm David. I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, Thank you, Mary Beth, for inviting me today. It's such an honor to be at this meeting. Um, I'm not a member of OA How, but I have admired it from afar and very much identify um, with the recovery of people in OA How and have, have been uh, very inspired by it. I, uh, I can start by saying that I've been in program for a, a bit over five years and I have a recommitted abstinence of um seven months almost eight months i had a a relapse in the fall and uh i'm very uh grateful for it because as horrible and painful and scary as it was i came back from it with a much clearer sense of what abstinence really meant for me uh as someone who i think like many of us has extremes of overeating and dieting and restriction um there was uh, a long time in a way that there was a lot of confusion for me around what compulsive eating was and what it wasn't. And um, my relapse taught me what it was. If there was any doubt that um, going off my food plan this one time was okay, I learned that it it wasn't. And so, um, and I don't say that out of a place of harshness or um, uh, restriction or um, self-criticism, it's I I learned that I'm the kind of compulsive overeater who needs to have really really clear boundaries around food because when um, when I am trying to figure out whether something is compulsive in the moment of wanting that piece of food I really get into trouble um, because I'm I I'm a dyed in the wool compulsive overeater and um, uh, it is even after it was four and a half years of abstinence. Um, or what I, what I was calling abstinence, uh, which was mostly abstinent, but not abstinent in retrospect all the time. Um, I, uh, there was just, there was confusion and, uh, and all I can say is that this is for me a spiritual program. And I, I really trust that my higher power gave me exactly the message that I needed to hear at the time. And it took, um, it took those four and a half years of being mostly abstinent, but so, like some gray areas that were confusing and problematic. And to see that gray area turned into really just black and white binging uh, to come back and say, my life is too precious to me. My recovery is too precious to me to be trying to do this on my own and to be experimenting or playing with food. Um, and, uh, and step one for me means it's just not a moral issue. Uh, I used to get, um, even triggered by the term abstinence sometimes because it felt like it was some sort of you know moral indictment like oh if my food isn't my food isn't perfect that means that there's something wrong with me and I um, 
uh, you know, like, like life isn't so black and white. And um, for me, I found that there are so many areas in life that, that are not black and white. I mean, there's, you know, it's a spiritual journey and we don't always know what the right thing is ahead of time. Um, and when it comes to the food, there is a line in the sand for me where it, it's either compulsive or it's not. So for me, um, having three meals, I mean, even just that as a miracle meals, like before program, I didn't have meals. I was just eating all the time. So having three meals um, that are weighed and measured and uh, with nothing in between, that's just clear. There's, I don't have to be in doubt about whether I'm abstinent or not. And uh, there's such immense peace that I get. It's just this one little island of my life where I can say, yes, this is clear. I'm not compulsively eating. I'm not harming myself um, with food. I'm not going to get into a spiral of um, unstoppable weight gain. And uh, I'm not going to be boomeranging into dieting and binging. Um, so in a world in life that so, can be so confusing, uh, it's, it's just this one area where I can say, gosh, I, I really feel sane just for today. Um, it feels really good that I didn't binge. And it feels really good um, that I, I just, I kind of, I just feel my higher power in me, that clarity that this is what I need to do for myself. So, um, yeah, I, um, so I'm grateful for everything that's brought me, uh, as far as I've gone. And, uh, I, yeah, I want to pause and just, uh, uh, acknowledge that I don't know this is, oh, that's five. Great. Thank you. Um, I'm really in this moment appreciating our step 11, which is that um, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood God, praying only for knowledge of God's will for us and the power to carry that out. That only part, it's, I could have all of these, um, actually there's a line in the um, AA 12 and 12, which uh, I'll read because it, it, it speaks to me. We discover that we do receive guidance for our lives to just about the extent that we stop making demands upon God to give it to us on order and on our terms. Uh, so I just love that no matter how confident I could be um, and feel like this is what I need to say or worrying that um, uh, worrying about how I'm going to show up in life, having a, having a higher power that began with me admitting I was powerless over food and then seeing that there was a, a way in which I could be restored to sanity, which is um, working the steps and being in fellowship with other compulsive overeaters. It just creates this space where I don't have to be in control anymore. And, and I can just say, okay, God, whatever's your will for me to say in this share, um, I'm going to trust that. Um, just like when I wake up in the morning, uh, the first thing I do is to get on my knees and, and, and say some prayers to my higher power. Um, usually it's the third step and seventh step prayer uh, and the 11th step prayer. And then the upon awakening prayer, some combination of those, because everything for me starts from, from the fact that I'm, um, uh, well, I should say first, everything starts with the fact that I'm a compulsive overeater and I can't manage my life on my own. And the solution to that is that I need a higher power um, to solve it for me. 
So, and I, I also, I, I, it's hard for me to talk about my story, my recovery in a linear way. So I will try and go back and say a bit about what it was like, but um, what I find helpful in the way I've been, um, uh, the, the way I've been taught the steps, um, starting with the doctor's opinion in the AA big book is that the problem is um, an allergy of the body and an obsession of the mind. So my allergy of the body is simply put, once I start um, eating compulsively, I can't stop. And that there are certain foods that I am allergic to, they just are too sexy, they taste too good, they are pure pleasure and not much nutrition. Um, and uh, they activate this part of me that just wants to keep on eating and eating. So that's my allergy of the body. And the obsession of the and of the mind is that once I stop, like going on a diet saying, okay, this time it'll be different. It's January 1st or today I'm going to start going to the gym every day for the rest of my life. Like once I get into that new year's resolution mode, that self will picking up myself by the bootstraps kind of mentality. Once I, once I stop the compulsion, I can't stop from starting again. So every time in my life, when I've gone on the diet before program, every, every time I went on a diet or tried to do something different with my food that was healthier, that would get me to lose weight. Um, I would, I was an excellent dieter. I was really, really good. And then I would get to something like goal weight. I mean, for me, goal weight was really my birth weight. Nothing was ever low enough, but I would get to something that was like, okay, this is okay for now. And, uh, and then I'd say, oh, I'm normal. Now I could just eat whatever I want because I'm normal. And that was the pattern. I never, before program, there was no understanding that I am a compulsive overeater. So I'm just not normal around food. And when I start trying to be normal, I get into a lot of trouble. Um, and uh, that's why I need a weight and measured food plan because I, and, and there are lots of people in, in mainstream OA who don't weigh and measure their food. And I have, it's like, if that's what they can do, that's fabulous. I think that's so great that you can just start eating and then stop when the food is off your plate or when you're full, but that's just not me. Like I don't, I don't have that stop sign. So um, I worked out my food plan with a, a nutritionist and guidance from sponsors that I've had. And it's just this pre-made decision. So I know what my food is. I don't have to get into the mental space of deciding, am I still hungry? Am I full? Um, and my food is done. And I have that, those moments of sadness as the food is disappearing. And, you know, once the food is gone, but then I have, then I have life and I don't need to keep reaching for the food because I know I've eaten enough because I've been doing this weight and measured food plan now for five years, you know, with those um, occasional times um, in the past where I didn't stick to it, but I really was on a weight and measured food plan the whole time. Um, and uh, anyway, so it just gives me such peace knowing that what the solution is. Thank you. So um, uh, the physical solution is, and the spiritual solution is, you know, this food plan's great, but that's not what's going to keep me absent. What's going to keep me abstinent is, uh, you know, the big book, it's somewhere in one of the stories, it's trusting God, cleaning house and helping others. I mean, that's what the steps are. So continuing to surrender by um, doing steps two, three, six, seven, and 11. Uh, and, uh, and for me, that could look like, um, I mean, it's that prayer I talked about um, that I do first thing in the morning. Um, and right before I go to bed, it might, I pray as part of my 10th step. Um, I'm using a God can, which I've started reusing again. It's any little thing that um, 
reminds me that it's not about me in control and that there's something bigger and more beautiful um, whose plan I'm part of. Uh, it it just gives me purpose. Um, and just it just it calms me down. This 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 addict mind wants to fix everything um, right now, and uh, the, having a higher power. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a tool for me. It just to um, to to stay in the present to just keep going. So um, yeah, so that's um, trusting God, cleaning house. So that's the inventory of um, step four and sharing it in step five, um, and then. Um, the continued, and I'm doing step four now with my, with my sponsor and I'm continuing to do my 10 step practice of at the end of the day, um, inventorying what, what character defects came up for me, um, and, uh, how it affects me and what my part was. Uh, and, uh, and then I get to turn it over to God. So, um, I used to, my initial fears about steps four and steps eight and nine were that it would be showing what a bad person I am. But now um, I understand through working the steps again and through what the big book teaches me and our program teaches me is that I'm powerless over these defects. And by holding on to them and hiding under them and hiding them, I'm just keeping myself from the sunlight of the spirit. So every character defect, when I write it down, I get to say, okay, God, please take this from me because I'm powerless. Um, I'm not bad because I, um, cause I lash out sometimes or I don't honor a commitment, um, or I'm dishonest or I'm afraid. I mean, I'm not bad because I'm afraid. It just means I need my higher powers help. Um, and then the helping others is, uh, showing up here and being of service. Uh, it's sponsoring. It's just going to a meeting and being honest. And, uh, um, for me, this is a lethal, this disease is lethal. I didn't really talk about my, my, story but basically um i feel like i was born a compulsive overeater food was always the go-to for me i mean food was uh, it's like it was like breathing to me of course i was going to eat more of course um uh connecting with others was around food i mean my earliest memories were uh like in pre in preschool just like the birthday parties and the cupcakes i mean that that was life that's what that's what um that's what made me feel alive and happy as this really lonely kid who felt out of place, um, never received the attention that I needed um, or wanted, um, being so, so sensitive, so easily wounded. Um, and I don't, I don't blame my parents for modeling compulsive behavior, but that's the, that's the place I came from. I don't blame my sisters for not playing me, playing with me when I was a little kid, but whatever that, um, you know, I'm, why am I a compulsive overeater? Because I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, and it, it, it helps me not to try and figure out why. Um, it also helps me to get to know my story. Like, yeah, I modeled a lot of my body obsession from, from, um, my mother who would, who was always criticizing her own body and our, and our body. So that helps me understand my story. I think, um, part of the moral inventory and part of what we do in program is piecing together our story, but that's different than say that saying that that's the cause of, of why I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, so, um, cause there's something about for me and I can only speak for myself when I try and figure out why I'm a compulsive overeater. It's like, Oh, if I just resolve this childhood issue or this relationship issue, then I won't be a compulsive overeater anymore. It puts me into this place of self-will Whereas um, if I can just say, 
I don't really know where this comes from, but just for today, I'm going to believe that I've been, I am a compulsive eater and I will be for the rest of my life. Then I can, then I could be in this solution of saying, okay, I'm not going to try and be normal around food anymore. Um, so I could eat these three weighted measured meals and I could go to meetings and I don't have to, um, I don't have to experiment and I don't, and I can be safe from binging. And if that's, thank you, that's five left. Um, you know, and if that's me, uh, uh, taking, I don't know, like not the easy way out, but like, you know, the big book talks about, you know, we don't apologize for having a higher power and it's like, okay, maybe, maybe it's the, the weak person's thing to do to like take refuge of God, but like guilty as charged, like that's, that's what works for me. I don't feel the need to be in a world without, um, without God, without a higher power in which I can be normal around food. So, um, anyway, you know, chubby kid, um, I always associated um, my value with my weight and my food, which just led me to eat more. Um, I started dieting when I was 12, doing like a 900 calorie diet. And that's how I felt like I was, um, uh, it was the first time I felt like an adult. It was the first time I felt like I had control in my life. Dieting was this like kind of magic power that I felt I had. But as I said, it just never lasted because I would lose the weight and then think I was normal and just gradually, you know, um, not very healthy foods would come in and patterns would come in. And then I'd find myself with my, uh, you know, just back to where I was. And I was on the diet binge cycle for years until my um, late, uh, I guess it was my mid 20s. and uh, then I started an intuitive eating program because I, I felt like, oh, dieting doesn't work. And I found this, this book that was all about intuitive eating. So um, eating whatever I wanted, when I wanted it. And the idea was that the problem is dieting. And if I just stopped trying to control my food eventually and just fed my cravings, eventually my body would even itself out. Um, and I tried that. And then I just, I'd learned to distinguish real mouth hunger, I'm sorry, real stomach hunger from mouth hunger. And uh, I tried that so hard. I worked so hard to just like be intuitive and listen to my body. Um, and that caused me to gain 70 pounds in four years. Um, so um, it, it was. Uh, you know, I what was it that brought me to OA? I, I guess I, I I had finally given up on trying to be an intuitive eater, and uh, um, I was talking about OA with a therapist who said that twelve step is what works better than any other recovery program, and that was May of 2016, and I um, I've been here ever since, and uh, um, and I've been in the solution ever since, and the solution really has been to keep coming back no matter what. Um, I found a way to measure food plan that worked for me pretty soon in program, but, um, there was just this part of me that was, um, that, um, maybe didn't want to give up on the the luxury of extra eating, um, or it was afraid that the weight and measured food plan and, and, uh, um, not eating sugar and flour and, um, grains for me. Um, which is my part, part of my food plan. Like it was like afraid that that was too restrictive and that people would criticize me and that, or feel, you know, whatever it was, um, there would just be these, these times where I would go off my food plan a little bit. And then in the fall, um, I, um, whatever was going on in my life, I don't really have to understand it, but it went from 
eating an extra fruit after dinner because I was hungry, I felt hungry because I was overtired, to then just really all out binging. Um, and that's why for me, I need that, um, I need those bumpers for my bowling lane um, that I, I just, I can't just have a little extra. That's just my story. I know that's not the case for every overeater, but for me, a little extra just, it's just that primrose path. Um, it's just, it leads somewhere scary. So in these uh, um, last, now since December, which, which is the time I recommitted abstinence, I've been really hewing close to that food plan and close to the steps, uh, working with a new sponsor and reworking the steps. Thank you. Um, and, um, and for today, that's what works for me. And, um, program open, like I cannot be more grateful for the physical absence I have and being at a, maintaining a normal weight for the first time in my life. And, uh, and for a spiritual, um, solution that gives me this peace that I'm not alone. I don't have to figure it all out on my own. So um, anyway, with that, I'll, I'll close. Thank you so much for letting me share. Thank you for everyone here for your recovery and um, for um, for keeping OA going in the way you are and for saving my life today. So thank you.